0: Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. On today's episode, (laughs) that's right, Michigan State basketball is back and they are winning. And also, we got Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic to break down what he saw for Michigan State football this season. Let's go.
1: You are Locked On
0: Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My fellow Spartan fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever on earth you guys are listening to this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Spartans. That's right. Uh, I am your host, Matt Sheehan, and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we we do this normally five days a week here in the Locked On Podcast Network, but with it being the holiday season, four days a week. Uh, Tomorrow's episode will be the final episode of the week, so I just want to give you a heads up on that before going any further. Uh, And like I said on today's episode... Man, hey, that looked pretty good for Michigan State basketball, didn't it? And also, we talked to a wonderful football mind in Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic. But before we get to that, of course, I need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I believe little birdie told me that uh, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify now. So if you listen to this here podcast on Spotify, smash that rating button. Uh, five stars would be nice if you want to do that in this season of giving, but I digress if you don't. I understand. Um, also, any questions, comments, uh, locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Uh, all right, so let's just get into this game here. Uh, just a casual, casual 90 to 78 victory over the Oakland Golden Grizzlies at Little Caesars Arena. And uh, not only uh, do I hope that you had the over in this game, but what, let's just. I, let's just call it what it is. That, that was a very impressive game from Michigan State, and I get it. It's just Oakland. It's just a lowly mid-major program. But no, that Michigan State looked really good tonight. Really good, and especially, especially coming off of a ten-day break that they did, and they got off on a great note early too. Like they shot the ball fine, especially early on. Finished the game with eleven of 28 shooting from behind the arc. Good for just a tick below 40%. Okay, so the break didn't affect the shooting. Awesome. Uh, I'll I'll be damned, Uh, only nine turnovers from this Michigan State team against the Oakland Grizzly team that was playing some kind of mucky defense there and playing at different paces, trying to throw everything they could at Michigan State to confuse them a little bit. But yeah, the break. And also, well, Michigan State's trend of turning the ball over. Didn't seem to have an impact on this game. Would you look at that? And not just for the team only having nine turnovers, but just two turnovers from your point guard position for Michigan State. One from Tyson Walker and one from A.J. Hogarth. On top of that, 28 assists on 37 made shots. I feel like roughly 27 of those 28 assists were alley-oop passes to Marcus Bingham. But uh, no, a little lower than that. Marcus only had 10 points on alley-oops, but... Of those 28 assists, 17 of them came from Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard. Walker had 10, Hogarth had 7. So point guard play was just extraordinary tonight. I thought it was fantastic. You thought it was fantastic. Anyone that watched the game for even five minutes knew that the point guard play was fantastic tonight. And Like I said earlier, Oakland tried to throw the kitchen sink at them on defense, uh, slowing them down speeding them up, playing a little bit of zone, a really high zone at time. Uh, 90 points later for Michigan State? I don't believe that it worked, but i got to appreciate the effort here. So, yeah, tip uh, the old cap to Oakland, I guess, for for effort? Yeah, sure. Um, And even when the game was a little hairy, you know, in in the first half specifically, was that really MSU's fault? Uh, Oakland kept that game close. Because they were hitting threes, not three feet behind the normal three-point line, but they were stepping behind the pro three-point line that they still had on the court. And they were just burying them. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, before uh, before this game started, that Oakland does two things really bad. Uh, One of them was three-point shooting. They came into this game shooting just around 26% from three. And, of course, uh, yeah, they just start the game shooting 6 for 11, many of which were considered downtown range, even if it was an NBA game. What can you really do there? Are you really going to guard them 30 feet away from the hoop, 40 feet away from the hoop? Are you going to start locking them down 90 feet away from the hoop? No. Like, you just give them that shot, and okay, lo and behold, they were hitting them at a pretty good rate early on in the half. But luckily, water found its level, and luckily, the Other thing that Oakland does really bad, as we talked about heading into this game, they do not uh, really appreciate the art of defensive rebounding. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Michigan State, it was second chance points galore. I believe they've walked into the locker room at halftime with eight second chance points. Uh, I think it was 13 offensive rebounds total on the night for Michigan State. So, yeah, it was... uh, That was nice to see Oakland at least keep that part of their game. Um, Hey, like I said, overall, really, really strong game for Michigan State. Uh, You had five guys in double figures. Of course, you got two guys that tied uh, in the lead for points. One's Marcus Bingham. Like we said, he had 10 of those points off alley-oops alone. And then the other kid, the other kid, Max Christie. That is what we're talking about. If you remember last week, we had a show talking about Michigan State, of course, and how they're doing so far, what we like, what we don't like. And it was interesting because while they're shooting the three-point ball pretty pretty solid this year, one guy that has been shooting the ball well is Max Christie. He was only shooting at about 28%. And that's not what we heard about Max Christie. Everything in practice, or hell, if you want to go back to his high school days, everything that made him a five-star recruit. The kid's a shooter. Well, why is he only 28%? Well... Having a game against Oakland and then next having a game against High Point, those are two strong, strong opportunities for him to shoot himself hot. And I'll tell you what, 17 points on four of six shooting from behind the arc, uh, that is one big step into shooting yourself hot and becoming the Max Christie that everyone wants to start seeing. So it's not to say he's been bad this year. He's been a solid player still, even without his three-point shot. But you add that to the game, oh my... Oh my! That makes Michigan State a spicy team as we start up Big Ten play in about two two and a half weeks here. So awesome to see him get his seventeen points. Uh, Gabe Brown just just a casual fourteen points. You know, uh, only two of nine from behind three point shooting. If you really want some to nitpick at, if, if you're a sick person like that, but no, like there really isn't much to complain about uh, today. Actually, you know. The only, the only thing that you can complain about today actually nothing to do with michigan state. i had nothing to do with really the game itself and hey what can you do? you know it's it's the oakland broadcast that we're talking about i, I didn't think it was that horrible. yes, of course the announcers are from oakland. they're going to be a little homerish whatever. i i i i got <laughs> kind of confused or just lost uh, or blinded by the, the score bug there. I've never seen a smaller shot clock in my entire life. So I guess that was one negative is that I can never see how much time is left on the shot clock. Which at the end of the game, if you were a betting man and you had money on the spread perhaps and you wanted to know how much time is running off the shot clock, that would have been fun information to know. But Actually, let's get to an email right now, and uh, this is from my guy Joe over here, and he says, I saw a lot of complaints about ESPN Plus on Twitter that I thought were unwarranted. I'm no fan of ESPN, but this complaint is out of bounds for me. And he goes on to explain that ESPN Plus just picks up the streams of other broadcasts. For example, you could watch the Bally's broadcast of the Red Wings on ESPN Plus. Saw some complaints attacking ESPN, when in reality, we're just all watching Oakland University broadcasts. And that's valid. You know, it, 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 it that was not entirely on ESPN's uh, behalf. However, I, I get the complaints if you already are subscribed to an ESPN, you know, c- cable bundle or whatever, and then you've got to pay an additional $7 a month to, oh, great, just watch this feed. Like, I, I get it. it. It's nitpicking, but yeah, that, that's a good point that Joe brings up that. I know it's annoying that we had to pay seven extra bucks per month to watch this game, but it wasn't... An entirely an ESPN production, even though you're paying ESPN to get that production. So I, don't, I, I see both sides of the table. But yeah, it, you know it's a good game. You know it's a really good game by Michigan State. If that's really the only complaint that I could find uh, from the whole evening. Is just, yeah, the the local community broadcast from Oakland, it could have been a little better here or there. Oh my, and stop with the baseline camera shots, please. Listen, hey, overall, for, for what the Oakland broadcast is, I thought they did fine. We can scrap the baseline cameras altogether, though. Thank you. All right. And we are going to be switching sports up here on the other side of this break with Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right, guys. Prize picks. Heard us talk about it for quite some time now. And uh, usually, you don't talk about college football, Daily Fantasy. But uh, 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 that's not all with prize picks, as they are also... The leader in college sports basketball daily fantasy, as they offer the most college football and basketball props more than anyone else in the world. So, how on earth do you do the whole prize picks thing? Well, go to prizepicks.com or download the app off the App Store, Google Play, and then from there you make your deposit, but not without using promo code LOCKED ON. It's all one word, LOCKED ON. And that is going to get you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100 there you pick two to five players and over under on their projections you know like touchdowns thrown or three pointers made all that fun stuff and you can win up to 10 times in any entry that's right guys and they also allow mixed sport entries so michigan state has a basketball game you want to hit the over on malik hall points at the same day there's a bowl game that you want to have some action on go ahead and combine those two make one big happy little card there to get some action on that day uh also guys Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and prize picks offer safe and fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, guys, this episode is brought to you by NetSuite. That's right, this is it. The putt to win the tournament, if you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, <gasps> your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and much more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books in no time while still staying well ahead of the competition. 93% Ninety-three percent of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So, guys and gals, join the over 28,000 businesses already using NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com/locked. So, head to netsuite.com/locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time. It's netsuite.com slash locked. And before getting to our guide, Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, if you gave Albert Einstein's brain some all-22 football film to watch, you would end up with this man right here that we have on the line. Of course, he covers the Lions. He covers that school down the road. But more importantly, he covers our Michigan State Spartans brilliantly for The Athletic. He's Nick Baumgardner. Nick, how on earth are you doing, man? Are you doing okay?
1: Very good, Matt. Better than that introduction uh, deserves, I should say. How are you doing? Doing all right? Uh, you know how's, what? How's the holiday yeah. season there? Doing good? It's overwhelming. It's stressful. Uh, But you know what? <laughs> I like One that. day
0: at a time. Every day <laughs> yeah. uh beyond December 20th is just survive in advance. And once we Jack hit December 25th, yeah. it's in God's hands then. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. And – Of course, we're going to be chatting Michigan State football here. And, of course, there's some not-so-happy questions to get to surrounding Michigan State, you know, all that fun stuff. But, hey, 10-2 and season, certainly a lot more fun stuff to talk about. So let's start right there. I'm going to kick this off on a very broad question, the the hardest questions to answer. What impressed you the most about Michigan State this year, like just their whole season? Take it away.
1: That's actually the best question, though, man, because it's like what really did impress me the most is Mel Tucker's like, and it's, I guess it's a hard way to to really kind of like boil it down, but it's like their, their process, the consistency of his process, because I think when I sat down back in like the winter and the spring and it really became clear, like how many guys they were bringing in, like how many new guys they were bringing in my like original wonder was like, man, that is a lot of guys, you know, for a football team, that's a lot of guys. That's like double what I would consider a lot of guys. And it was like, this is going to be like the greatest test of his, you know, process of like, can you keep all these guys from all these different places, you know, consistent and Mm -hmm. keep them grinding? And they did. And I think that all the way to the end, right? Like I think they had a lull after the Michigan game, you know, that everyone kind of saw, but come back and finish, you know, with the win against Penn state, I thought was like, I thought the win against Penn state was as impressive as anything I saw from them all year to get up after that, you know, horrible, you know, collapse, and then to get back up and finish in a game against a team that could have beaten you or was good enough to do it, you know, so that to me, it's, you know, I guess it's a long way of saying Mel Tucker, I guess, but like, it's really a process, you know, the consistency of it happened a lot faster than I think any of us thought was possible. And that speaks to, you know, kind of the juice Mel Tucker brings.
0: And is there a position group that really surprised you this year, too? And a, a surprise in a good way. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, the yeah. secondary probably surprised a lot of people not in a good way, but we'll get right. to them later, like, right. for a, a positive <laughs> note, to, to stay in high spirits yeah. right now in this conversation. I think Any I think group?
1: that, you know, the offensive line being being capable wasn't really a surprise to me. And I would say that this next one I'm about to say, and this is what I'm going to go with, uh, Peyton Thorne being as good as he okay. was um, – not surprising, but like it was a little bit to me. You know, I I knew he would be better than he was last year. I liked Peyton Thorn, and I was wondering if they were going to pick him. It was one of those things in the summer where you look back and you're like, okay, well, they're either going to go with Russo or they're going to go with. They're only going to go with Thorn if they think his future is really, really bright. Like that was kind of my thought. And they picked him, and it was like, okay, well, we'll see sort of where he's at. And it was, it was cool to see because I think he made serious leaps. I think he made big, big jumps this year. Um, that he probably didn't get a lot of attention for those because I think Kenneth Walker deservedly so got most of it. And, you know, there was a lot of other weapons uh, that, you know, Jalen Naylor making plays, other guys too. So that's fine as well. But I think, you know, Thorne was really, really good with what they want to do. And I, you know, I'm excited to see where he would go next year, you know, in terms of development with the same staff and all the same guys around him, because I think he has a really, really bright future. And, you know, he showed me probably more than I thought was in there. You know, I, I, I thought he would be a good player, a good college player, but I think there's a lot more there that I maybe thought was possible. I guess Kenneth Walker is the, the greatest example of that. But for me, Thorne is is a good one as well.
0: That falls right next in line to where I wanted to go with this, the whole Peyton Thorne debate. Because, you yeah, know, there's conversation among state fans. And no, no one, at least that I've sure. heard, thinks he's bad necessarily. But it's whether it's, okay, he's a fine quarterback versus my camp of, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. So. Yeah.
1: To, to have your mind co-sign on I that, agree. that makes me feel I I better. Agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you're just starting to see it. Now, next year, I think you can start to have those, you know, the little hiccups and things that we see or we saw this year. If they don't go away, then you can start to, you know, the 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 bar or whatever would go up. But I think he shows a ton of stuff with IQ. Um, I like his arm. It's good enough. I think his feet are fine. I don't think he's like, like you're saying, I don't think he's elite. But I mean, I, I think you see what what the game has become right now. And you see some of these quarterbacks who, if you can win with your head and your arm and your feet are good enough, you can win a lot of games in college. And I think Peyton Thorne could be one of those guys. We have to see it, but I'm with you on that one for sure.
0: And of course, like one of the hangups is, is that while the season's still going on, the the Kenneth Walker era is not still going on and it helps to have an elite running back if you're a quarterback. So I guess we'll transition here into the the, the yeah. more angsty uh, portion, but like, <laughs> how, how 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 concerned should state fans be next year with without a Kenneth Walker? Because it's it's listen, he's not good, he's not great. I think right. he's even a step above elite. Like I thought he was amazing this year. Of course, yeah. I'm a homer, he's awesome.
1: but yeah, he was incredible. So it, yeah, I mean, it's like any team that loses a Heisman candidate, right? And I mean, that's what he was. I mean, whether or not he finished in the in New York or not, I mean, he was a Heisman mm-hmm. candidate the whole way, any team that loses, you know, it's going to be impossible to replace all the things he gave Michigan state. But I think the thing I'm most interested to seeing is I think kind of the way I've looked at Kenneth Walker's sort of, you know, year here, and I think we'll all look at it differently as you go on away from it. But like the way I've tried to look back on it is, is early in the season, especially like, you remember against Northwestern and Miami and, and some of those games where they really leaned on him and it was like, geez, this is the bottle they got. It seems like in some cases, right? Like he was able to smooth over like the bumps in the road while they were finding himself. And then once they kind of, cause that's, that's how I looked at the, the end here and the way they were able to kind of rebound and, and piece together a win at the end of the season. I, I just think that he was able to help them smooth over areas of this kind of rebuild, reload, re-whatever you want to call it that Mel Tucker had to go through. Um And now that, you know, they're better in other areas, maybe they won't necessarily need those heroics, but you're going to need a guy who can make plays back there. And, yeah, I mean, that's – they were so reliant on him this year that we really didn't get to see, you know, much behind him. And that's not to say that there aren't guys in there. I mean, like, I still don't want to give up on Elijah Collins or a guy like that if he hangs around, I don't know, Simmons, you know, like – It wouldn't be from one guy, but I think what you would see going forward is, like, can you get a couple of guys that would come together and maybe fill the gap? But, yeah, you're not going to be able to replace all the things he gave you in one package. You know what I mean? That's super special. But, you know, that's why they're elite and special talents and guys that, you know, he gave people memories, if nothing else. Those are those type of guys, right? Like, you know, the special guys who people remember for a long time.
0: And we move from that great conversation topic of Kenneth Walker not being here anymore to another just lovely conversation topic. And of course it's the secondary, right? I mean, it's a giant yeah. elephant in the room. So of course you know, you got a fantastic football mind. So I'm really curious your answer, like how, how did this happen? Like obviously everyone gets a slice of the blame pie, right? It's never just yeah. one issue and it's that bad, but who gets the biggest slice? Was it the talent on the field? Was it the coaches maybe not putting their guys in good situations was it simply just that? Yeah, they had some injury issues throughout the season. Yeah. Like, how on earth do you dissect the calamity that was the secondary this year? I
1: think the the, the final the final picture of the bot, you know, the thing that everybody's got stuck in their head here that they can't forget the Ohio State game was you of know course. a combination of everything. Right? It was a combination of everything. It was the talent just not quite being what it needs to be yet. Guys were also banged up. But I would also say this, mm-hmm. and I think that and I, Colton and I talked about this little bit a couple of weeks ago like Mel Tucker and Scotty Hazleton as they go into the offseason it's you know Tucker forever has been a big cover three coach and you know that doesn't always mean that they play with the single high safety up there but they do a lot they play a lot of cover three and a lot of man and cover three in a lot of ways is man coverage right so you're really trusting your guys a lot and I thought in that game there were times where I think they had you know they talk about being in the deep water where I thought you know you you got to get your guy back in a little bit because you've got them a little bit too far out where they're over their head. And I think it's the coach's job in that situation and everything we heard from Mel Tucker would, would indicate he probably agreed on some level to bring it back and be like, Hey, we got to be able to recenter ourselves better. So I think that when they look at where they're at as a talent, you know, as a secondary, in terms of talent, this spring and everything, I'll be interested to see where they, where they are with how much coverage changes, how much it doesn't change, or if they, are different in situations, right? Against different teams. I don't know, but yeah. I do think they'll certainly have to look at it because I think it can't just be, you know, in a game like that. And that was the same thing where Michigan went through the same thing a couple of years ago when they got boat raced um, and everybody was like, well, it's one of the, and I'm like, well, it's not one or the other, it's both, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's not just one side of it. So uh, fair enough that they need to recruit better, but also like sure. to their end, you know, you gotta be better in situations there too, I think. And
0: we are not done talking football with our guy Nick Baumgartner just yet. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about BetOnline.ag. That's right, guys. It's BetOnline. They have you covered all holiday season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the college bowl season and pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter. So head to the new updated website, Or use a mobile device, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, it's all one word, LOCKEDON, to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, to football, to NHL, to boxing, to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. That's right, guys, it's Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers on the website. It's betonline.ag where the game starts. Also, start your workout, start your day, start your holiday shopping. That's right. (laughs) We're getting up against it with some Built Bar. That's right. Grab the protein bar that not, not only just tastes like a candy bar, but tastes better than a candy bar. That's right. Just filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decan and flavor, covered in chocolate, but yet amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in nut carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. So you get the best of both worlds. You get deliciousness and healthness. That's right, healthness, all with a Built Bar. And go check out all the amazing flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, and so much more. And guys, also shake it up. Shake it up at your holiday party or your New Year's Eve party next week. Don't show up with that lame recipe that no one wants, you know, the stale sugar cookies or this, this absurd chip dip that everyone thinks is gross. Mix it up and go in with a box of Built Bars. That's right. Beef up. Energize your party that you're going to with a box of built bars. That You want to be talked about? You, you want people to remember you? Show up with that. That'll do it. That's right. The soft protein bars covered in 100% real chocolate. And also, maybe there's some hot chocolate at this party too. Encourage people to dip a built bar in said hot chocolate uh, to, to give the nice little cocoa, cacao uh, drink a nice built bar boost and also uh, even more chocolatey goodness to your built bar as well. Just so make sure you have some napkins on standby. Also, When you go to Built.com, make sure you have promo code LOCKED15 on standby as well. Because that will get you 15% off your order. It's Built Bar. Or no, it's Built.com. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. And that will get you 15% off your order. One more time. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. And that will get you 15% off your order of Built Bars. So we'll start on a high note. Sneak the bad stuff in the middle. And now we're going to start adding some more good stuff. We'll make a sandwich out of this interview here. Um anything that you like for the future of the defense. I okay, of course, maybe probably not the secondary, but like what what is like the bright spot moving forward of, of this defense in in your opinion?
1: I like I like, well, it's recruiting, number one. I mean, I, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna discount Mel Tucker's ability to go out and get guys that can go play cover three. Like that's ultimately the challenge. Like he's gonna hear stuff like that this year and be like, you don't tell me that I can't find guys that can do this. So number one, it will be you're excited about if you're a Michigan State fan, his ability to recruit the staff's ability to recruit to go out and find corners and safeties and say like, we're going to go and trust you. And if you want to be a dude, come here and be a dude. Like that's the type of defense they want to play. But at the same time, I really think up front for Michigan state, there's still some guys up there that are really exciting. Um, You know, we, we saw some of Barrow is, is the one for me, I think the underclassman that is just, you know, he's got everything that you would want from an interior, you know, havoc causer in the NFL, all these things. Uh, He's athletic. He can move laterally. He can push back. I mean, they're going to lose Slade, but I think they've got guys underneath, um, inside, uh, and along the front that are promising talents. And I think that's another area. You know, those corner spots, safety, and those defensive tackle spots are some of the hardest, most premium spots to recruit in the country. And you have to be good at it. Like, you have to be a good recruiter. You have to be able to really sell a plan. And I think Mel Tucker checks all the boxes that you need to check to compete for some of those guys. So that is really what I'm excited to see for Michigan State. I think if you're looking at it from that standpoint is like, are you going to be able to go out and land some really big fish at some of those tackle spots in a couple of corners? Because if you do that, you don't need five stars all over the place. You don't. You just need a couple. If you get them in the right spots, then everything can t- kind of take off for the ride. That's what I would look to see, you know, as they kind of go forward in these classes here.
0: No, for sure, and also I'm going to put you on the spot right here because, like we said up top, you're a very busy guy. You cover an NFL yeah. team that beats top five How NFL teams. Yeah, right. How about that? First of all, you, you cover another team that begrudgingly is playing in a yeah, right, arguably yeah. a bigger game than the Peach Bowl. Pretty, but yeah,
1: pretty big game. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: yeah, who's to say? You know, it's semantics. Right. But, but the Peach Bowl, though, like, is there anything that you're looking forward to the most when you tune in yeah. to uh, Spartans-Panthers coming up next week?
1: Yeah, it's all the underneath. It's all the guys from Michigan State that we saw a little bit of that. I think we'll probably see a lot more of in this game because I think if you're Michigan State now, you know, without Walker playing in it, you know, obviously your best player's not there. You're not going to just act like Mm -hmm. that's not a thing, right? If you're the staff, I think that if you're the staff, you say, you know, we want to send the seniors who are here out on the best note, but also you really want to be honest with yourself and say like, the younger guys who got a little bit of time, I want to see what you do, you know, in bowl camp, which has already started, but like what you do in in practice to earn more time. And then if they can have some, you know, maybe a couple of corners or linebackers or guys that we didn't see get out there and make like Petrowski would be one, like maybe let him play in a few more situations and let's see what he can do. Like there's guys across the board that if you look at, even on the offensive line, they played so many guys this year. I would wonder if you let some of the younger guys get more time. If you let Samak play more, let's see what, you know, not, I know Allen's obviously an older player, everything else, but like those are things I would like to see in this game for Michigan state. It's a game that you certainly want to win and you certainly want to play well and, and finish the season strong, but you already had a great year. I mean, that's the reality of it. You can sell a good year, no matter what you'd love to sell a great year at the end too, but more than anything, for me, it would be getting a really good look at some of the guys that you know, you're going to have to lean on more next year right now. And I think that that would already, that already started. That started whenever they opened, uh, you know, bull prep.
0: It, it, like it, It's almost playing tricks in my brain, right? Because like yeah. the transfer portal season's already started at Michigan state. The Kenneth Walker era is already done. So like, is this like kind of just like an exhibition game to kick off the 2022 yeah. season almost? Like that, that's <laughs> almost like kind of how I'm looking at it now. It's, it's driving me yeah. a tad crazy, but.
1: This is not, the not weird the end of, uh, this is the weird end of um, life in the top, like what I used to call no man's land of the power five, like and it still kind of is, but hopefully yeah. it's going away when the playoff comes. But it's like that five through 15 where you're like a really good team and you had a great year, right? So, but you didn't make the playoff. And oh, well, but hey, that sucks. Every, no one cares now. Like, it's just like, well, what the hell yeah. that? You're just like, that's completely uh, ridiculous. And yeah, I mean, I've I seen it happen to a lot of really good teams, but you know what? It is a test. And I think that as all we've talked all year about Mel Tucker's like process and whatever, like I saw Michigan go through this and they did not respond well. They were like fractured and had a mess and had to kind of recover themselves and all the warts showed up. Like for a team like this, you would think that wouldn't happen. So it's a test to the process and everything else to kind of hold it together. And, you know, you're not ultimately looking at it as like, well, you got to go out there and win or the season sucked, but it's like, hey, you got to go out (laughs) there and play and acquit yourself well. Right. And not just give up and play like shit or whatever out there. But I mean, like, sure, that's of kind course. of what
0: you're looking for
1: to finish promising in some areas, right? And, and, and go for Win or loss, you want to win the game, but I, I don't think it's all everything on the line. I don't think anybody should look at it like that. I, I'm
0: right with you. I feel like your bold destination is like 85% of the battle, right? Yeah, and if you play. win, yeah. cool. Right. Cherry yeah. on top. Neat. Exactly. I mean, regardless the of the smart stadium
1: marquee. Yeah. yeah, double digit wins, yeah. that, that, that qualifies, you're good. Trophy case already has some rivalry trophies in it. I mean, yeah, and, and right, listen,
0: perfect. the marquee on Spartan stadium is going to say peach bowl, no matter what, if you throw champion on it. Okay. Awesome. Better. Even better. Yeah, that's right. It, it's going to look fine. No matter what happens here, I, takes, that might be a, a loser's to. mentality, but whatever, you know, like it, it is what hey, it there, is. So there are ways
1: around it either way. That's a good play. That's a good way. Yeah, to yeah. It, yeah. Either way, you're
0: going to get some <laughs> great advertising on the side of Spartan stadium, pimping out yeah, what bowl you I went like to. That. So that's where we're at. So, but of course, before I you know let you go and, uh, Back to your busy life. I, what kind of a talking head person would I be if I didn't ask you for a prediction for a game that's more than a week away? So
1: I letter it now because everyone is out. Like, correct. <laughs> it's also yeah. out and Walker's out. Okay. Honestly, I like Michigan State because they have the quarterback. I mean, it's that's the situation. Pitt lost its Heisman candidate quarterback. Michigan State lost its Heisman candidate running back. But we just talked about it. I like Peyton Thorne. And so, for that reason, I like Michigan State maybe more than I would have originally. So, maybe it works out in the end for Michigan State, all net positive, uh, before it all wraps up here. Look at that. Bada boom, bada sent. bing. Oh, really,
0: really quick, actually, since you cover yeah. both teams, what are your Twitter mentions like? Do you just want to pull your hair out? The, and I'm part of the problem. Like, uh, hand up. I'm sorry. Like, I'm part of the problem. But, like, how, how annoying is it? They're,
1: they're an adventure because, like, I can't keep track. What I've told, what I always tell Colton is, like, I can't keep track of the. Um, like the personalities and the communities on both sides because there's all these like really great and funny and sometimes not funny but like mostly funny accounts (laughs) on both sides that I'll get like what the hell is this I don't know what this person's and I'll have to like look all the way back (laughs) so I used to be able to just look at one side of it and now I'm trying to look at both sides and the lions and lions twitter is actually an adventure as you know so like sure there's more out there it's just more wild but I'm all for all of it of course I mean it's whatever at this point you know i've been around i've been in those twitter mentions for years i I, there's nothing i can't see that i have already seen at this point so that's not a challenge either by the way but uh, no well eh, we'll see we'll see we'll see see how it unfolds here
0: so it's all good (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. uh, you're, you're, you're a great sport on Twitter, of course, and awesome, also uh, just an awesome sport for uh, hanging around with me for the last 20 minutes, man. So really no worries, can't man. thank you enough. Of course, uh, Nick Baumgartner at the Athletic. Uh, where can the fine folks find you on Twitter if they want to hop in your mentions, Nick?
1: Just add Nick Baumgartner like it sounds, N-I-C-K-B-A-U-M-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Anytime, day or night. I might not answer, but I'm there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> he
0: will see it. He will not answer, yeah. though. So perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Nick. Really do appreciate your time, man. And hey, uh, enjoy the holiday season coming up. You too, Matt. And massive thank you to Nick Baumgartner for lending his time, lending his knowledge to drop on this podcast here. Uh, you, you you guys know the athletic, you know, Colton Pouncey, friend of the program. Awesome work. Nick Baumgartner, awesome work. So the, really the whole roster of athletic writers, bang up job. So yeah, really, really appreciate Nick for his time there. And I appreciate you guys for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day, guys. Really appreciate it. We got one more episode to go this week. Yes, uh, no episode on Friday for Christmas Eve, but... Tomorrow's show, uh, we're not done talking football just yet, as we are going to be chatting it up with Nick Farabaugh of Locked on Pit to give a little preview for next week's Peach Bowl. It's never too early to start talking Peach Bowl. So, yeah, nice little chat with Nick that uh, we did earlier this week. So, fun times with him, and hopefully you guys enjoy it as well. So, now what do you do the rest of your day? Well, how about you make Locked on Bets your second listen? That's right, guys. Locked on Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's Locked on Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys, love you all. Go Green!